Part 2 of Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury is titled The Sieve in the Sand. It picks off where Part 1 left off, with Guy Montag and Mildred Montag reading the books Guy had hidden away in their house. Mildred grows frustrated with Montag and points out how books aren't human, like her supposed family in the parlor walls are. She asks Guy why she should even bother reading. Montag yells that there are so many things that they don't know why they are the way they are, and that people are kept in the dark in exchange for pleasure. He claims that books might be the key to finding answers and keeping them from making the same mistakes over and over again, causing more and more senseless wars. But Mildred still won't listen to him. Montag then remembers meeting an old man named Faber. Faber admitted to being a retired English professor before the last liberal arts college was shut down. After a long conversation, Faber had given Montag his address. Montag decides to call Faber and ask him an odd question. He asks him how many Bibles are left in the country and how many of Shakespeare and Plato. Faber answers that there are none. With this, Montag realizes the Bible he's holding could be the last one left in the country. He shows it to Mildred and suggests turning in a substituted beauty so that the true Bible will still be kept intact. Mildred is angry and asks Montag if he sees her or the Bible as more important. Before leaving, Montag asks Mildred if her family and the TV truly loves her. On the subway, he held the Bible open in front of other people. An ad played repeatedly over the speakers, causing him to panic and start shouting above it, seemingly having gone mad today. The passengers are afraid and start suggesting call guards when finally Montag is able to run away from the noise. He gets to Faber's house where they talk about how the world is nowadays. Faber tells Montag that what people need isn't really books. It's the things that were once in them and what could even be, still be around in things such as the parlor families. The detailed, thought-provoking information and stories rather than the fast-paced, bland entertainment they have now. He says books are important because they have quality to them. They are hated and feared because they show life as it is, the good and the bad. Books have a realness to them. Montag mentions what Mildred said about books not being people and Faber elaborates. He says that that quality of books is also a freedom. The ability to agree or disagree, to take a break from and beat down with reason was something available with books, but not so available with parlor televisions. Montag suggests printing copies of books. Faber cuts them off and suggests taking down firemen by printing and planting books in their homes and sowing seeds of suspicion. Montag takes this seriously, but Faber claims to be joking. After some arguing, finally he agrees to go through with the plan to, as Faber says, make the salamander devour his own tail. Faber gives Montag an earpiece to listen in and speak to him when he goes to the firehouse. When Mildred's friends show up later to watch the parlor with her, Faber is still listening in. Montag asks them when they suppose the war will start, and they answer nonchalantly, claiming their husbands would be back in 48 hours anyways. It's always someone else's husband dies, they say. They move on, back to watching the TV, and Montag unplugs and talks to them. He becomes agitated when they talk about voting on government officials based on looks, and starts to read them poetry. Faber tries to get him to stop, saying that he'll ruin everything. Finally, Mrs. Phelps starts crying, and Mrs. Bell leaves, yelling that she'll never come back to the crazy fireman's house. Mildred is now furious with him, and in fear of her burning more books, Montag hides them in the bushes and heads to the firehouse. Beatty invites him for a game of cards and begins to confuse Montag, trying to convince him of the goodness of the state of the world as it is, how burning books is truly good. Faber frantically tries to keep Montag from falling for it. 
Finally, a case that Beattie claims to be special comes in, and everyone jumps into the salamander to head to the house. He is shocked when they stop at his own house. At this point in the story, Montag is ready to fight back against the fireman system. He wants to tear it down by planting books and has paper to help him. But he is still conflicted and troubled, acting out on the subway and in front of Mildred's friends, seemingly losing it. Now he appears to have been caught and his house is going to be burned down. Did Mildred turn him in? Why would she betray her own husband? Is Beattie an antagonist or just as confused as Montag, led to believe that what he's been taught is the truth? and those that believe the opposite are the real antagonists. And finally, now that Montag has been caught, how will he still go through with his plan?